Welcome to the No Reason at All podcast, where Midwestern nerds talk about anything and everything. My name is Willis, and I am joined today by my co-hosts, Nate and Sam. Introduce yourselves. I'm Nate. Hello. Very enthusiastic. Yeah, very enthusiastic. I'm glad you guys are here to help me along with this topic. Um, So, welcome to the podcast. So, the topic that I really want to talk about today is Galactic Civil War. I'm going to kind of skip all the small talk. Um, We've already had a bunch of tech issues, and I know this is going to be a long episode anyway, so I don't want to waste a lot of time. We're just going to jump straight into the main topic. So, the topic that I was discussing is Galactic Civil War, which for layman's terms is a airsoft event that is also a LARP event, which also happens to be in the realm of a far, far away galaxy a long time ago. So, it is combining the aspects of Star Wars, airsoft, and LARP into a single mashup. Sam... I'm going to be speaking to you for a lot of this because I know Nate knows pretty much most of what I'm going to say. Um, he'll have some insights and such as we go. But Nate was there um, fairly early on in the Airsoft Star Wars experience for me. Uh, we went, we've done three different events, not all Galactic Civil War, but the Airsoft Star Wars mix, as well as doing Airsoft and such together. Whereas Sam, I know you probably don't know very much about Star Wars or Airsoft or LARP, so you're going to be the um, you're going to be the the person that the audience can connect with in this one. Oh, good! I'm going to be the common man. <laughs> you're going to be the silent protagonist in the video game. Hence the term plebeian. <laughs> that sounds like an insult. <laughs> Only if you take this one. So the, an insult <laughs> came through uh, one of our Discord chats the other day, where the Duran species, or Duro species. Um, I don't know if this is canon or not, or this is just somebody's great idea at a joke, but they call people who are regular people white skins. <laughs> well, we're canceled. It yep, is. Too late. All right, and that's all we got time for. Uh, <laughs> I, was it white skin or was it pale skin? It might have been pale skin. I forget. Even it was worse. something. It was, it was something <laughs> Same like... Same difference. Well, it's a race of blue people. And so when he says oh, that to a go. regular person, it might have been pale skin. It might have been pale skin. Maybe it wasn't as bad. I, I laughed hard when I saw that. Either way, we are stricken from the internet. Okay. Well, you can cut that Goodbye. out. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we're combining the aspects of Airsoft, LARP, and Star Wars into a just a mashup. This is an event series that is near to dear to me. I spend way too much time working on this series. I am one of the admins. I kind of oversee the NPCs, the story um, and quest design portion of the game. Our upcoming event, Fate's Grasp, is kind of my baby. I've kind of taken over a lot of what makes that event, you know, run. Not like the admin side of things, but like the story and the quests and how we've designed the game. I've taken a lot of that for this one to play around with. Um, time will tell. See if that'll work. That's going to happen in the future way sooner than I want it to. Uh, but <clears throat> moving on from that aspect, Sam, do you know what Airsoft is? Um, 
I know it in a basic sense, but other than like like competitive and just like really so airsoft for most people for like the general population that play airsoft which is you know a small percent a very tiny percentage of the actual population um is a game where you go out with your friends with fake replica weapons and shoot your friends with small six millimeter plastic bbs at Mm. speeds of somewhere between you know 300 feet per second well, no, actually, from speeds of anywhere from 44 feet per second to 500 feet per second. Um, That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear Nate giggling over there, and that when we get to an Airsoft-specific episode, the 44 feet per second, oh, the goats know what that one was. 500-foot um, <laughs> MED. <laughs> no full auto in buildings. <laughs> Only fire, only fire once per firefight. You know, you don't have all those restrictions. Yeah. So airsoft mostly is military simulations. Most of it, like milsims, people try to do like as realistic as they can, so they can look militaristic, they can feel militaristic, and you can play those combat games. That's that's the general gist of airsoft. Um, I've gone from to everything from a local pickup game to you know national level type um ams american milsom events where you have hundreds and hundreds of people fighting um i've never gone like all the way to the top which is um i would call that milsom west like the full immersion experience uh, when i say that it's not like like a tier system like you don't rank up to go to these different things it's just it's it's kind of like the tier list of immersion and quality like milsom west to me is the highest and american milsom is like really high up there and there's a bunch of others like or right around the america milsom um area and then like you have your local games it's kind of like just just the kind of a standard it's not like you don't play at a local game and then you play enough of a local game to level up it's just whatever you decide you think you can do um so that's kind of the gist of normal airsoft and so for the galactus of war you have the the combat of airsoft so you have the concept of Weapons that fire six millimeter plastic BBs. That's the concept that we've taken from Airsoft and the fact that you get hit. We combine that with the concept of LARP. Do you know what LARP is, Sam? Oh, gee. As if I haven't answered this already. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> live action role play. Perfect. I actually, when I was making my notes, I wasn't expecting you to actually get that, so I, I find that kind of funny. Um, yes, we take the concept of live-action roleplay. Do you, do you understand kind of what live-action roleplay is, Sam? Um, it's, uh, it's basically playing pretend. Exactly, it's just <laughs> playing pretend with costumes and foam <laughs> weapons most of the time. Um been doing that for a long time uh <laughs> even before we knew what LARPing before was. we knew what it was <laughs> remember grontius <laughs> uh, vividly Gr- grontius should host an episode <laughs> uh that's it's a, a whole dangerous concept yeah that's a dangerous concept so we've taken the concept of airsoft mix it with that live action role play to create this experience that is more of a storytelling atmosphere but normally in like LARP, combat is really difficult in the LARP setting because it's all foam weapons and there's 
from what I understand, I've never actually been to a true LARP session yet. It's on my bucket list. I have some friends that are I'm talking to try to get to go with them to kind of get a good feel of the true LARP experience. But from my understanding, like you don't really fight in a LARP experience. There's no combat. Um, it's all basically just dialogue and you know, puzzle solving, I think, and just storytelling, which is really cool in and of itself. But we've taken that aspect of the costumes and the storytelling and mixed it with the combat of Airsoft to create an even more unique experience. And then on top of that, it's told in the Star Wars universe. So it's told like we're in a planet or on a planet in a galaxy far, far away a long time ago. I don't know why I always say it that way. I always say it backwards for some reason. I don't know why. Um, but that that's the gist. So you're trying. we're trying to recreate an experience that is completely 100% fictional, doesn't actually exist, but we're trying to recreate that experience of going to this magical, except not really magical, very dark and dreary and depressing space, <laughs> not even a little bit come on there's no, there's a little bit of magic it is bit. bright and happy compared to what i've been delving into it is all sunshine <laughs> and rainbows we're not talking about warhammer today we're talking about it's pretty dark for the galaxy oh uh, come on why can't it be sunshine and unicorn farts i mean we gotta have something like that don't we <sighs> They only see that when they're dying, and that's only been they've been pumped so full of what a steroids trip. that their brains think that they're you know dying peacefully, but in reality they're shredding the hordes that are facing against the empire. Might <laughs> to shreds you what say. The, okay, just quick straight. What are those guys called? The name is escaping me. Face Nate, the the guys in Warhammer that are like slaves that they send on the battlefield and like they wear a helmet and they pump them full of drugs so they like see okay. a good which ones because they're typically imperial it was an imperial thing yeah you have servitors for imperial forces so like the astromilitarum and the space marines and then you have uh the name is escaping me off the top of my head but they're for uh, oh the repentia they are with the adeptus sororitas um they have committed a sin and they have to redeem themselves by I think that's when I had seen about yeah anyway mindless monsters yeah, yeah. Go I, on. yeah different galaxy this is star this is the star wars universe not warhammer universe so it's um we picked a specific planet in a specific time period and you know have specific events that are happening so we're we're as connected to the to the universe as we can be and we strive to tell it as realistically as we can in the universe and setting that we do is it making sense so far Sam? <laughs> uh, <laughs> i mean in a basic sense maybe so for example like the idea is for us that you're going to walk on the field and you've signed up for one of the three You've got like one of three tickets for like Fate's Grass, for example. You can buy a Rebel ticket, an Imperial ticket, or an unaffiliated ticket. Rebels, it's pretty self-explanatory. They're the rebellion against the Empire. They don't have a lot of stuff. They don't have a lot of equipment. They, you know, really have to scrounge for supplies and stuff to help complete their missions. But they're a military faction in, at heart, and so they're they get more military objectives. You have the Empire, which is the the Galactic Empire. They are the dominant force. They are the ones that control the town. They, you know, 
have the power and the military might and the funds to keep their operations moving. And then you have the unaffiliated, which unaffiliated aren't tied to any faction. They, it's not a faction itself. It's just people that are not part of a faction, basically. Within the unaffiliated, there's all kinds of sub-factions of huts and pikes and Malagun and just civilian groups or not even part of any groups at all. You can just be your own solo person. And so the experience, it's not just like you, you start up, load up a game and you follow down a single storyline. That's not what happens. When you get to the field, when you start the game, when you join in, you have almost an endless opportunities to tell the story that you're wanting to tell. Now, we we don't really do like you know, high-level fantasy stuff. Like There's no real Jedi, Sith, you know, no super big heroic you know shrugging every hit type stuff like there's gameplay rules so you can tell your story within the rules to keep it more you know realistic and simple which the rules are not simple i'm not getting into that some of our the different rules and armor sets and what all they can do and weaponry and loadouts and can get very complicated which is a whole like three podcasts in and of itself but you're not limited to like you're you're here and now you're going to follow a set path that has been decided for you does that make sense so it's not a linear experience it's an open world experience for the people who game that's going to make more sense i i don't know how much you've gamed sam so i'm not sure if that's going to help you at all i am a very casual gamer i mean i i haven't played very much of the ps5 that i've even won so i mean if that tells you anything (laughs) i am not anywhere close to like what you two do I I'm I'm kind of enjoying this exercise of trying to explain the series to you, Sam, because you know you you're coming into this with a complete different mindset than myself, and so it's fun to talk this to you. Yeah, why? Because it's like explaining, uh, you know, using the internet to your grandparents or something. Like, come on. No, you're not that bad. You at least understand what's going on. And not, <laughs> my grandparents aren't that bad. I my my grandparents are pretty good with it. <laughs> So, so think of it this way. So I, I'm assuming you've played any of the Zelda games, correct? A very long time ago. Okay. Uh, so, so say you're comparing, it's a bad comparison, but you're comparing a Super Mario game to a Zelda game. That's a very horrible comparison. What are you doing? <laughs> Not actually as bad as you think. So Mario is extremely linear in the way that you play it. You have to go in a single direction. Mm -hmm. You can go off in different branches, but they all end up taking you to the same place, no matter what decisions you make. Now, a Zelda game, it's it's still kind of linear because it kind of railroads you a little bit, uh, telling you where to go and what to do. Hey, listen. Hey, hey. Exactly. Hey, hey. Listen. (laughs) But it gives you a lot more freedom in exploration mm-hmm. and moving around the game world. So it's it's more that kind of comparison. Yeah, it's it's so it's this, open world. You get right. It's, you're not you're not locked in. You don't enter into this airsoft field and are told to go down this path, and you have to talk to such and such person in this order, and everybody's doing the exact same thing. Every person who plays through our game, because it's never the same game twice, because the story is ever evolving actions have consequences um I mean, it's a continuous story so what you do in one game could affect what happens in the next game 
we're telling like tell a continuous story even through the events. It's not just a continuous story through the events; it's a continuous story throughout the series. So some players have actions that have consequences, uh, which is becoming very apparent for our next event, Fate's Grass, because an entire faction has been ousted from the community uh, because of player actions. <laughs> like the faction still exists, the sub faction still exists. But, like, they're not allowed to ever group up around the population or it's going to be seen as an attack. <laughs> so, stuff like that is fun as a game admin and as a um, creator in this series to just see those actions and how they turn out. Nate, let's throw... Let's let you talk a little bit on your very limited... Granted, you were at the first one at... Fate, uh, at uh, survivors endeavor which on the npc side of things there was what five of us seven of us max that's a generous number a spread across the entire field and there was zero communication between zero of us so i was no idea what was going i on. was a terrible um admin at the first event i had zero clue what i was doing and trying to coordinate the npcs so for context i run like the npc side of the game I run like the the quest design and stuff. So, unlike normal airsoft events and whatnot, you actually have people who come just to be a character and not necessarily participate in the game. Like they're there to facilitate the story. We have in-game shops that people can um, earn credits for, and then they can purchase in-game items that they can, of course, then take home with them and stuff. Like we actually, the biggest ticket items are the actual legitimate airsoft blasters that players can buy in game and once they do that's theirs they get to take that home and it's always the highest selling thing because everybody wants that technically free gun they have to work for it but it's they get to take a gun home so unlike regular airsoft games where you just kind of shoot at each other i'm not sure if larp has npcs or not but we have a a selection of people that have come to us that want to just tell the story they're not necessarily interested in doing the combat or participating in the game they're there to tell the best story that they can and so i have people that are going to run a shop they're basically just going to play shopkeeper for the weekend i've got somebody who's going to be running a cantina where they sell real food um, in game real food that you can purchase in the game and so you can have a meal in the cantina listening to the music and playing you know cards and other games talking to various people um, we have people who are, you know, just roaming around the town, living in this community. Everybody has a backstory. Everybody has a quest that they're doing that players can interact with and continue along with. So every player gets the opportunities to talk to NPCs and participate in these quests that could end in a million different ways. That's my favorite part about the series. The combat's cool and fun, but my favorite part is the fact that we get to tell these stories and it's the best part of every event is going on the discord server afterwards and looking at the stories that people are posting from their perspectives there have been some amazing stories that happen we've got a player who basically has decided it's his lot in life to be a janitor he is an imperial sanitations a officer janitor? and he he walks around with a mop and a pistol has, has what a weapon of choice He's got a pistol and a mop. And there was a whole thing <laughs> at the last event where the, he al they almost shot him on sight because of the mop. And 
I have it on a video somewhere of them screaming, put the mop down, put the mop down and we'll shoot. Oh, please <laughs> tell me they have a hostage. <laughs> I don't want to give out spoilers, but there's Aww. a possibility of a hostage situation in the next one. There have been hostage situations in the past. There have been. This one was not a hostage situation. Were you part of a hostage situation? Oh, yeah, that's right. You were part of a hostage. I was. You were the hostage. I forgot about that. You were the hostage. <laughs> I also aided one of the hostages. Oh, my God. Imagine you know, having a janitor armed with a mop, taking a hostage, basically, we clean this mess up all over your floors. <laughs> that is a fantastic D&D background. I love that That in the back of my brain, and I'm going to use that. <laughs> That is hilarious. Unassuming janitor who can beat the crap out of somebody. <laughs> it's a retired part level of the party fighter. No, it's like it's like a uh, like a uh, character in Clue kind of thing. It was the janitor with the mop. <laughs> yeah, in the, in the break room. <laughs> That's what's part of so fun about this it, these experiences is because we'll have players, and you get the typical players that want to be the soldier, of the empire. They want to be the sneaky rebel, or they want to be the Mandalorian. And to each their own. I think all those are cool. All those are valid. But then you have some people who are like, that's cool. But what if I just didn't bring a gun? What if I, you know, wore the worst costume that doesn't, you know, work, but it looks cool. And I'm going to get shot every time I move, but it's going to look cool. Santa Claus. Oh, wait. (laughs) (laughs) I am Santa Claus, Dark Lord of the Christmas. <laughs> but the experiences that come out of these are just amazing because of that, because of the NPCs, because of the players, because of the costumes and the, the environments that we try to build. The experiences are just so unique and so cool. Um, we're trying to get some players to bring more gopros and do more of that because there's so much that doesn't get seen that we want to show people i'm really happy one person was wearing a gopro at the first event that we did because i have no idea how as will jaw i had the best entrance i could have ever had and then i had one of the most epic moments i think i could ever have in larp and both of them got recorded by this guy so We're having this lightsaber duel as a set piece to, like, cap the event off, basically. And this guy runs out and tries to throw a grenade at me, which is, you know, it's it's an actual explosive little charge thing that we use for airsoft. And he throws it out at me, and I tried to hit it with my lightsaber. This is the funny part. It doesn't look like this on the camera. I try to hit it with my lightsaber to bounce it back, and I miss but in the process of swinging the saber up to kind of bounce the, the grenade back, I hit the grenade with my knee by complete accident, sending it up in the air out in front of me before it explodes. And you can hear on the video, I didn't know this in real time, you can hear on the video the audible, <gasps> as everybody just like processes <laughs> what just happens, and everybody's like, let's not shoot that guy. <laughs> and I walk I was away. really confused for a split second when that <laughs> happened. It was thrown over my head because I was on the ground. Yeah, you were, you were running away. Was I? Yeah, you I were in the process the of running details. away because I was trying to. We were trying to break it so we could quit because we had already completely screwed up what we were trying to do, and so we were That's trying right. to break it apart. And you had run off, and I was trying to back away to let the game continue for the last few minutes. And this guy comes out to try to throw a grenade, 
and I turn around and try to be all cool. I'm like, how the heck am I going to play this? Because this grenade goes at me. I, that's not how this is supposed to go. I was supposed to be gone already. I've screwed up my own exit. And then I miraculously hit it with my knee back up in the air and then walk away. And I'm like, that's the coolest thing I think I've ever done and ever will do. <laughs> we don't really do quite as much that stuff anymore. We figured out, you know, how to do, um, you know, the bigger, more dramatic things. Cause not quite the storytelling we were trying to go for. We're trying to go for the more nitty gritty, uh, realistic story. And like, granted, every Star Wars stories has people with lightsabers. But the real citizens, the actual people living on the ground, would probably never see a lightsaber. And so we've kind of shifted away from that. That's not saying that they won't exist in our games. But it's going to be a very small, quick thing if it shows up. And only the players that were there are going to be able to witness it. So it's going to be like a storytelling device that happens. So, like, we don't really do, like, force wielders and stuff a lot in our games. Like, we do allow it for admins and admins only uh, like players can't show up with a lightsaber because it's just it's not allowed. Um, we have rules against uh, melee combat and such. It's quite game breaking. Yeah, it doesn't work. Um, it's an admin thing. It's kind of an awe moment, but we don't really. We try to overuse it. Like a lot of people like want to be a Jedi, want to be a Sith, which is understandable. It's like the coolest thing in Star Wars you can be, um, but it doesn't work for the game we're trying to tell. And I think you know we've made the right decisions on that. So that's. That's kind of the basis of what Galactic Civil War is. And now I want to really start to talk about it. Like, what I do with it. Um, so, Sam, do you understand what an NPC is? So, basically, those characters on, like, The Sims and GTA Five, for example, <laughs> that, like... Yeah, they're they're uh, supposed to be side character people, and but yet they don't act like people. They have their own dialogue, but it just doesn't make any sense of what they say. <laughs> and it's just like, what the hell do you think you're doing? This doesn't make any sense. You're getting you're getting pretty close. Um, NPC yeah. is it stands for non-player character, so it's somebody that's not a player. Um, so we use that term still in our games because our NPCs are people who are into the are in the part of the game they they know the behind the scenes and stuff they help make the facade of the game in the world um that's not saying they don't have fun like that's we have plenty of fun in our own ways because it's not the same type of experience and we get to tell these really cool stories and see them unfold in ways that most people don't get to see that's what i do for the galactic civil war series i found out about the galactic civil war series through a contact of mine um, actually through the midwest airsoft youth league and we had part i had participated in two other star wars airsoft events but they hadn't been larpy um they were strictly combat outside of nate and i actually deciding at the last minute to run a quote-unquote cantina uh, which became like the focal point of the event like everybody came in the cantina there were fights over who could go in the cantina for I, some reason. For some reason. I don't know what happened. We we had three days to plan for that because we were three days away from Mandalorian Wars held at the Rock, at Rock Airsoft. And Nate and I, or I brought up like, hey, what can we just have like a cantina? Can we just like sit in a town and do nothing? Because we were part of the, the game staff to help out with the game. And I got the reply back of, yes, go ahead, do whatever you want to do. And so Nate and I got 
bottles of water, candy, and like a like a prop or two. And we just set up a table and some chairs inside of a building and just started to interact with everybody that came our way. They ended up turning a that table. cantina. It was, we, we, I think it was we had a, coil a table. Spool. Was, is that the table we had? I thought we had an actual table. I thought the coil spool was I outside. I the coil spool. I'll have to check the video. Uh, yeah. But it was it was just this little shabby thing. It was a one-room thing. There was no prep for it. We were just playing music on a speaker behind us and just having some fun. They ended up turning our little cantina into the position where everybody put their points in. And so everybody was coming to us to turn in their props. And so we ended up with all kinds of props. People brought us random stuff off the field. We found a game prop that had been missing for like six to eight months that had been lost in the field. The field owner came by. He's like, where did you find this laptop? I'm like, I don't know. Some player brought it in. It's like, we've been missing that thing since such and such game. Wait, it was a whole <laughs> laptop? Yeah, it was. It was a. It was a game prop laptop. It was like a broken laptop, but it was still. Fully oh, I, I fully. Yeah. You no know, laptop. I was gonna say like the whole working thing. Like I could. I could use that thing better than this one. Apparently, I mean, honestly though. But it was just so much fun to interact with people, which really got me and going into this whole NPC side of the game of this. What else could we do and make this story more interesting for those around us? Because so so many people coming up after that game and saying it was so cool to interact with you guys. Like you guys were just wheeling and dealing for nothing. I mean, we were we we were having full blown conversations. We dragged a kid into the back room of the cantina to pretend he got eaten by a Wookiee. Uh, we uh-huh. wait a we, minute. You're pretending uh, on that one. <laughs> So one of the songs had a Wookiee yelling in the background. And so we joked that we had a Wookiee in a cage behind the bar. And so this one kid dies out front of the cantina. And I run out and we drag his corpse into the cantina. And this kid knew what was up. Like he knew the story we were telling. And he went with it and started yelling and screaming, no, no, don't feed me to the Wookiee. And we chuck him in the back room. if he he wasn't along with it and it's just some random kid. Oh, I know he was along with it because the minute we get behind the curtain, he just starts screaming like his arm got cut off while he's got like this biggest grin in his face, and we start making Wookie noises. The best part is that I had a camp GoPro watching the front door, and this guy comes to go in the door, looks in, and hears all the noise is coming out, and he just like shakes his head and walks the other way. <laughs> but that that event and experiences like that is what got me into the NPC mindset of like let's. Let's be a shopkeeper because that is so much fun just to do those fun little stories. And I found out about the Galactic Civil War series, uh, messaged the the head of it, and I was like, hey, I want to be an NPC. He said, great. I hopped in um, into the group. Uh, at the time, was pretty much the only real NPC. There was like one or two other people that were kind of quasi-interested. And so this was like very early on, and I asked so many questions that – the guys in charge of everything were like, why don't you just answer those questions? Like, I'm asking, like, what type of shops are we going to have? Like, what type of NPCs? What part of the storyline are we in? What part of the galaxy are we in? And like, why don't you just why don't you just answer those questions? And here I am, two years later, um, running the NPCs and story for the series. That's <laughs> how I got suckered into this. And then... Just, I should throw this out there for anybody that is tuning in from the Discord. I am Rain Cloud. 
I should probably have put that out in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, doing the NPC stuff, that's me. I'm the rain cloud. I'm the guy that's telling people all these different things that may or may not make sense. Who rambles for most of the time. I'm um, in the Discord, too. I'm just irrelevant. Yeah, you're there. You you see things, I think, every once in a while. Um, that's about while. it. So going from the NPC side of things, it's not just telling stories, though. Like, it's not just being the character. It's also creating the story and the quest for players to interact with. And that's been the fun thing recently that I've gotten really into is this quest design aspect. So, Sam, you you know kind of like video <laughs> games and, <laughs> and like the idea of having quests, right? <laughs> Sorry, for those at home listening to this, Sam was mid-drink, and I 100% just said that to get him to spit his drink out, because he wasn't ready to talk. You <laughs> suck. Now my beard's wet. <laughs> Mission accomplished. But on that subject, getting you know quests and stuff, Sam, Like you've played a little bit of video games, so you kind of understand that getting you know, that quest and going to complete tasks to continue a story, right? Yes, and I mean, honestly, for me, it kind of depends on the game. I mean, here recently, it's been more with, like, uh, GTA Five. Like, if I'm, like, more engaged with, like, the general aspect of it, then, um, then yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to be, like, more involved and definitely going to continue on with, a, you know, de- you know, devoting... Yeah devoting more time to it good grief i can't talk today <laughs> that's that's a very fair point that's very similar to kind of how i feel with doing quests and npcs like if the npcs are interesting to talk to and interact with and they have cool storylines and stuff then it's going to keep your interest both in a video game and in the galaxy of war series where it's more personal i mean i'll be honest i kind of felt like an npc during this whole entire conversation so Unfortunately, I knew this is the way this was going to go. I kind of feel bad because I'm kind of spouting a lot of information, and I'm not giving you guys a lot of time to talk. So I do Honestly, apologize. You should. For that. Yeah, you should be apologizing. Oh yeah. <laughs> you want to talk more? You want you want to have some more input? You're just reminding my ADHD brain that things are happening and things have happened because I legitimately forget <laughs> up until you say something. I'm like, oh yeah, it clicks. Because I have no memory of anything whatsoever until someone says something. And then I'm like, that happened. <laughs> Do I need to remind you about uh, a, the first ever duel that we ever did for the no, game? It was it was terrible. I don't want to be reminded of it. That was so cool, though. On the top one of the hill? The kids? No, the one with Were the you kids. you get shot at? <laughs> yeah, that one hurt a lot. <laughs> it hurt me. You were out of it. <laughs> you would run away. It hurt me. <laughs> A lot. <laughs> this hurts me more than it hurts you. In case anyone has missed it, all of these duels result in me running away. I see a theme here. Every single one of them, except for the one where I was, you know, taken off. Yeah. That was the coolest one we've ever done. Let's be fair. It was. That was the coolest thing we've ever done, and it's all on video. We made all that up on the spot. Not all of it. We made it all well, up after I hit you by accident. The- <laughs> and then I threw you on the ground. Then you threw me on the ground. And my back was like broken for a week. Not broken, but it was oh man. I I hit my tailbone on that fall. Oh, that hurt. <laughs> I I remember riding back from the field that four or five hour car ride back. I couldn't sit straight because 
I had to like, you know, kick my butt out to the side because that portion of my body was too sore to touch the seat. <laughs> yes, we put ourselves in physical harm for these events. It's so much more fun that way. Do it for the entertainment. Yeah. We should do a sparring video. We should. Because then you could kick my butt and it would be more realistic. That's yeah. the problem with the Will Draw Tanku dynamic. It's both times, every time we do it in the storyline, like we, they, he can't win yet. And I just sit there and I have to fake it until you run away because you could, you would beat my butt in an actual fight. <laughs> you would <laughs> oh, wipe hands the down, floor I'd with me money like on two it. seconds. I have a mat in the basement. Ooh, it sounds like a challenge mm. to me. Fighting time. You ready um, for it? It's not only fans. It's the it's the it's like the the fight, the fight fan. Yeah, it's the fight equipment of only fans. No, it's still OF, but it's only fights. It's only fights. Only fights. Only fights. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. Copyright that. Um. <laughs> Let's start a website. Only fights. Sorry, idea. You I leave feel alone. Like we get sued very quickly. <laughs> For multiple reasons. For multiple reasons. Uh, anyway back to the quest side of things when i say like we're doing quest design and stuff it's not as normally as simple as go out and fetch this item and bring it back we like to i like to um tie it into something bigger so if you go out and you do a fetch quest so you go out and bring back you know that flower from the other field and you bring it back to this npc Normally, that's not the end of it. It can be if that's you know all the interest you have in it is just getting that quick credit and running. But if you, you know that NPC may be key to another quest that might not tie into the flower at all. It's just this interaction that may tie into one of your stories later. And so I we like to I like to kind of not plan it out because there's no script. The event isn't scripted. Galactus of War is not scripted. Um, there's a lot of what will happen even on the gameplay side like we we have a starting point and then we have a couple of like monkey wrenches that we throw into the mix but it's not like a scripted game like there's not going to be the oh the empire is going to win or the oh the rebels are going to win or you know such and such is going to happen there's a couple moments that will be scripted as in the fact of this is what's going to happen but there's very rarely an outcome decided because the players haven't gotten involved yet and so all of it matters for a player. Every interaction a player is going to have will matter. It's all going to be on them. There's a way things will end if players don't get involved, but there's zero chance most of the time that that's ever going to happen because the player is going to get involved. I like to. We have quests that are simple, like fetch quests, um, discussion quests. We like go talk to an NPC. And when I say quest, you don't walk up to an NPC and they hand you with a a yellow thing above their head and they hand you a piece of paper it's not the way quests work unfortunately we talked about it uh we thought it'd be funny to do that once but we've never actually done it um most of the time if you're going up to an npc to talk about them or talk to them about a quest you go up and you just talk to them like you would in real life it's like hey man how you doing what's your name who are you uh what are you doing what can i help you with uh what do you know you know it, that's how you start those conversations it's not just a hey man what's your quest that's not how that works because that feels fake. And so we, we keep it as realistic as possible. Are you following me so far? I mean, if I say yes, will you continue on, teacher? Yes. There will be a test. There will be a test. 
This will be followed by a three-page essay. Single space. <laughs> what are your thoughts? Because I can just keep rambling about this subject. I, I, I deal with Galactus of War on a daily basis. Multiple days a week, I'm in meetings on Discord with other people who are part of it. I, my, my every waking hour is almost filled with this. Like every time I go somewhere, I'm looking at things. Oh, I could use that as a prop. I could use that as a prop. That would be a fun storyline. And, you know, it's filled my life. <laughs> I mean, I'm broadly aware of pretty much everything. So none of this is really news to me. Yeah. I, I've been talking... No offense, but I've kind of been talking mostly to Sam for this because he's been completely clueless. Because I know we brought it up in our like small talks before, and Sam kind of just goes, "What?" <laughs> huh? So at least at least you have a bit of understanding, Sam, about like what what Galactus of War is. You know, it's Star Wars airsoft LARP. That is the I mean, dumbed down version of it. No, it actually kind of makes sense whenever it's kind of you know simplified like that, like. Otherwise, it just, it just, it's not the fact that it sounds like it's gibberish to me, but the fact that it's just like, I just, you know, can't relate. That's, that's where it kind of yeah. <laughs> gets to at that point, if I'm not careful. I am not great at talking about stuff like this. That is why I am not a PR rep, especially on stuff that I'm passionate about, because I can just talk about this because I, I love this stuff. And so like, there's just so much about this that I want to talk about. It's like, it's, it's a passion project of mine. It's um, just uh, I'm so glad I'm a part of this series, and I'm I'm glad that they've let me do what they do, and it, it's so unique. I I don't want to say it's like the only thing like it. Like I know there's some uh, different types of series. Like there's a Fallout game, airsoft game that's very similar, I think, in style and stuff like that. But the aspects of storytelling, the quest designs, the ability to have NPCs that tell a story collectively and you know solo it's it's such an incredible experience i had not i'm not doing it justice to talk about what it is we can do um so instead i'm going to just dive more into my side of things because that's that's about all i know what to talk about my my view of the game like i said before is all on the npc side of things it's all on the the back side so imagine like um you're watching a movie okay what you see out front are the people in the movie you see the main character you see the side characters you see the set for context i'm the guy that's behind the set i my me and my people are mostly the people that are the side characters and behind the set that's kind of our role in this whole thing which i know probably doesn't sound very fun but let me tell you it is a hoot it is so much fun, especially after the game, because we get to to share our stories together. It's like, did you see that this quest worked? Did you see their reaction to this? How did yours go? How did this? So I I love this is one of my favorite ones is when you hear a bit of information from another NPC or another player about an NPC and you get to go back to that NPC and say, hey, this is the information that the players brought me about you. Because you get to see that game of telephone. Because sometimes you you can say something super random, such as "We need to move before Darth Vader gets you know make is aware of the situation," and then the players will mishear that and think that Darth Vader is going to show up, which turns into a whole ordeal, which confuses the heck out of the admins because <laughs> they're not sure where this storyline came from. <laughs> 
do remember that. <laughs> you remember that? And, you know, the fact that I'm working with not cookie cutters. So it's not like I'm writing script for a story and that's it. I am actively working with people who are very talented. I have zero talent when it comes to creating props or costumes or anything like that. Like physical talent, I have zero talent. And these people can make amazing things. All I do, legitimately almost for the Galaxy of War, all I really do is I take somebody who has told me this really cool thing or has made this really cool thing, and I say, why don't you go talk to this person who is doing something very similar? I'm basically a coordinator between people, and that's, and I just kind of make up a little bit of a story, and that's it. 90% of what I'm doing is coordination between people. So it's still a lot of fun because I get to interact with all those people that are super talented. For example, I just had a meeting uh, the other, today about the casino that we're going to run in the game, which is going to be a full-blown in-universe thing where there's going to be like Sabacc and Pazak, which are two different uh, card games in the Star Wars universe where players can you know try to win the pot. At the same time, there's going to be people there that have quests and they're going to have information, and there's going to be tokens that you can earn that help you in the games. It's like if you earn a token, you're going to be a little bit better at this uh, Pazak game or this Sabak game, or you know maybe you don't want the money from it. Maybe you want a bit of information instead, and they have to you know let you know if that works, if they got it or they didn't get it. You know, so just talking with one person about one aspect of it allows for so much more exploration into this idea and world of the Galactic Civil War series. I can't take much credit for anything that's happened in this. Um, the rule set had, was already made by most of the other guys because I'm terrible with rules and making stuff work. There's a whole system in place for plastoid armor, Beskar armor, different classes, so you can be an assault class, heavy class, re uh, recon class, scoundrel class, operative class, or medic, and it's like there's all these different rules and stuff that they all have done they built the game i'm just playing in the sandbox that they already put together basically it's so cool to work with these people and their, and their talent and see the creation and the end result i'm i'm excitedly scared for fate's grasp because i was unprepared for ambitions toll which was our second event where we grew enormously in size on the npc side of things for survivors endeavor we went from, I think, seven NPCs total across the board, seven NPCs to about 30, I think, at, at Ambition's Toll. And that went from having like two or three pages worth of quests to, I think, nine. And I didn't get enough stuff built. We didn't have the shop set up. Um, I didn't have hardly anything prepped. I spent most of the event running around in different costumes trying to keep things rolling because I didn't have things prepared. And it's only because of, like I said, the talented people that I work with that were able to keep things rolling when I kept dropping the ball. So I'm looking forward to seeing Fate's Grasp where I have even more talent on the field. I've got um, a whole staff built of very talented and passionate people who are helping this entire process and implementing different ideas and stories into the game with the different factions and different storylines because everybody's got their own storyline and different quests and um, even the shops themselves instead of just having the characters having quests factions have their own unique quest lines 
the sub-factions have their own unique quest lines. The shops have their own quest lines. It's this non-stop conglomeration of quests that means that any point in the game, you can find something to do, you can find somebody to talk with, or you can find a prop to interact with, and it is part of a larger story. And I see a lot of it from behind the scenes. The scary thing is I don't know if, the, if it will work for the players. That's the real scary thing. I'm not sure how well it works on the field because um, we're doing a lot more this time around than we have before. So it may we may get the field and it may all fall apart and we may end up just doing a shoot them until it's over. But I'm gonna do my best to keep it from that because that's not the goal. That's not the goal for the RP series. Their goal is more role play, more stories, less shooting. There's gonna be shooting. There's gonna be firefights. People are gonna get shot. That's consequences of actions. But the hope is there's gonna be more RP than there are stories or uh, there are fightings. Do I need to shut up now? My no, 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 no. You? It's actually been, actually, like I've been really actually kind of taking that in. Like, like it's not. It's it's funny that you say that. It's like people will get shot. There are consequences. I'm like, well, I mean, f around and find out. Maybe <laughs> it's like you've been playing GTA, right? So we introduced a system called the heat system which is a ban that players get put on them that marks them as a bounty target. And there's a bounty hunter guild that hunts people with the bans. The more notorious you get, so the more crime you do, the more bans you get get put on you. The more bans is the higher level you get. So it's like your star rating in GTA. So like you can get like a four like a four band system on you for a criminal. And that means you are worth that much money to the bounty hunters guild. And obviously, people are going to be looking out for you now because now you're notorious. So, like, we have systems like that to facilitate all kinds of different play styles. Make sense? Yeah, no, that actually does actually kind of make more sense just given in that reference. Like, yeah, I, I, just, I, like, I just realized I could make it a reference. <laughs> What's something else like that I've said that maybe doesn't make sense to you, Sam? Like, if I made if I made a comment that just confuses the heck out of you. I mean, it's one of those things where I'm just going to have to kind of understand it as I go. You know what I mean? Yeah, because unfortunately, I'm going to be referencing Galactus of War a lot. Um, my initial goal was to do a Star Wars episode, an Airsoft episode, and a LARP episode, and then cap it off with a Galactic Civil War episode. However, I realized by the time I did that, we would be long past Fate's Grasp in terms of release. So I wanted to do this first to kind of explain it because... There's going to be so much of my prep work happening here soon that you're going to be hearing about. And I also was kind of hoping that I would be able to sh shine a light a little bit more onto the Galactic Civil War and my side of the event for some people in the Galactic Civil War Discord as well. I'm not sure if this going to actually work the way I think it is. I didn't quite get into the nitty-gritty as much as I wanted to. Well, I mean, you. I feel like you got into it a lot more than you realize kind of thing i mean it's it's honestly kind of a really in-depth type uh you know idea that you're kind of you know expounding upon and, and honestly like it's actually starting to make sense even to me which is actually really surprising <laughs> <laughs> i'm kind of i'm kind of impressed with you then sam to take the the spouting that's coming out of my mouth and making sense of it um like I said before, it's a it's a huge passion project of mine. If this event series had been around when I was a kid, oh my man, I would have dumped so much money into this as a kid. I 
I would have gone to every single event like this because this is just it's exactly what I would have wanted as a kid telling a story in a universe far far or galaxy far far away so much potential there and now you have less money as an adult I have less money and less time and now I can do this except I don't get to be a player I now control stuff um, I'm actually planning on for the Fates Grasp event where I'm going to section aside. Normally I'll be in like the control center and like the hub answering the radios and whatnot. But I have a period of time where I'm going to be a player. I'm going to take a hundred credits. I'm going to take a chain code card and I'm going to walk on the field as a regular player, hide my face and just play the game for a couple hours to see if this works from the player perspective, because I have no idea if this works from the player perspective. That's that's one downside to all of this is I've been working on the top side of things and I'm not sure how well the player base is going to react to everything we've done. Like they've been very supportive so far. The Galactic Civil War player base has been amazing. They've been super supportive, great feedback. Anytime there ever is an issue, it's handled super quickly, very well. I, I can't say enough of great things about it. It's been very very cool to be a part of I've, I've said that multiple times i think it's just interesting to me but i should probably start wrapping this up so nate doesn't have so much more to edit i know we're going close to an hour on the record time let's go around real quick uh nate you've experienced galactic civil war with me on the first try for survivor's endeavor and whatnot give me just kind of a brief thought process of you after I just rambled because some of the stuff is kind of new to you because I've these are new systems and stuff in place because you saw you saw the first one where we didn't really know what we were doing and now I'm on event three of the RP series did anything I say make sense to you that was like the new stuff like the heat system and the the quest designs and the dynamicness okay it all makes sense to me from a lot of different aspects because as a dungeon master i'm constantly making my own systems and yes. changing things and fixing things all the time um so that that stuff all makes sense to me and for like the compensation of or like nerfing players <laughs> because <laughs> we'll have players who will come in guns ablazing literally that's what hk is for exactly <laughs> And yes, for those uh, that are very, uh, very nerdy, you know what HK forty-seven is. There is an HK unit that can make an appearance, and he has a full-blown. I don't know how this stuff works. He has a hit detection system, where it detects when you shoot him with a BB, and so he has a health bar. We have legitimate health bars in real life. I probably should have led with that for you, Sam. <laughs> and for the record, I both killed him. And captured him. <laughs> In that order. <laughs> Honestly, that's that's impressive, yes. It all makes sense to me. And going into it with the past knowledge that I have, knowing where we started up to where it's going now. Yeah, it's I mean it's it's a simple transition. Mm-hmm. It's it's a evolution. Can you can see where it went. You can see how you got here. But you, Sam, I've been talking to you a lot for this one. Poor Nate's been over here just kind of sitting and chilling and kind of vibing. I know he's been listening to music. I, I can just tell that he's just vibing. Okay. I don't know what he's talking about. 
Um, I mean, it's kind of you remember that scene in SpongeBob where Patrick Star is no. kind of like, "We're we have wait what? Wait, whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> Did you not watch SpongeBob? Save it for a different episode. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> well, anyway, it's sort of making sense, like more so than it normally would have, I guess. But that's just you know what would be really fun to do. It'd be really fun to put a GoPro on Sam. And turn him loose at the event. Don't you'll, know if you want to do the, that. The entire time you'll hear, oh god, oh god. Oh god. <laughs> you feel, you'd hear heavy panting because this fat boy can't run. It'll be the Blair Witch Project in Star Wars. <laughs> well, even still. That's actually a fun idea. I like this idea. Well, I'm glad you like it kind of thing. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> but yeah, that was me rambling for you know a long time on the Galactic Civil War. So I kind of apologize if I lost you guys, and no, the same goes no. for the audience. Very educational, Professor. I mean, honestly, it's it's been very riveting. All right, pop quiz. What year does the Galactic Civil War take part in or, or exist in? 1865. Oh, wait, crap. Just one? <laughs> There's more? I believe on the correct date on the Coruscant calendar, it is... One seven seven five. No, that's not right. Dang it! Oh no, no! How did I mess that up? One job. Literally it's one seventeen. Job. Ef, I believe Imperial year. It's two BBY. I was trying to remember the actual legitimate year, but I don't have the note pulled up right now, and I don't remember the actual specific in-universe year. Two years before the Battle of Yavin. More like a year and a half before the Battle of Yavin. You're putting letters and numbers together, and I'm thinking all of a sudden you're putting up a math problem. I mean, which is it? <laughs> What's going on? I, I, get, I can make it even worse. I can throw the pop quiz up. Of no. What sector of the galaxy are we in for Galactic Civil War for Malston? Come on, Nate. Do you, even, do you know that one? You should know that one. I don't remember that one. It's you been a that minute one? since I looked at the map. It's the Baxel sector. I haven't looked at the maps since I was playing Swartor like three years ago. <sighs> you disappoint me. I disappoint myself. Listen, Star Wars hasn't really been at the front of my wheelhouse. That's a whole nother episode in and of itself. If it wasn't for a Galactic Civil War, I probably wouldn't have watched anything recent in Star Wars. I feel like it's kind of like necessary if I keep up, but I definitely, if it wasn't for the series, would have checked out of Star Wars. Yeah, I should start wrapping this up. Uh, you guys, anything else you guys want to say on the topic of Galactic Civil War? I got nothing. Sounds like it was pretty straightforward. Yeah, Sam. I think I think I've got it figured out for the most part, but uh, uh, no test, please. I I think I'm smart enough. Thank you. Uh, uh, maybe if you want to call it that. Uh, well, thank you guys for listening in and tuning in. You can find us on Instagram at no underscore reason at all pod, all one word. Um, that is our Instagram handle. I know recently. Um, it's been getting a little bit of action as the meet the, was it meet the faces? Is that what it was called? The posts about us or whatever. Yes. Throughout the entire week, there will be all three of us or have been all three of us. This is us from the future. It's in the past. Go to our Instagram. If you want to see us <laughs> from the past. Yeah. Um, any other projects you want to plug? Uh, find me on YouTube at Faceplant104. I just uploaded a video recently. You can go look at that. 
It's not good, but you can go look at it. <laughs> um, I've also got a YouTube that I'm working on. I've got two different uh, YouTubes with different projects. I've got Clean Slate Productions, which should be around the time this video airs or you know, the video after this, I forget. But you know, shortly thereafter, after this one airs, I will be attempting to upload the Lost on Boulevard um, fan film, which ties into the Galactic Civil War storyline. And then also my C1 Raincloud YouTube channel, which has Airsoft and various other gaming content on it as well. Sam, you got any projects? Not yet, but I've been mulling around a few things kind of thing, so it's just... You know, one of those things, like, if it if it happens, it happens. If it don't, it don't. Yeah, we'll get you there one of these days. Yeah, we'll get you there, sport. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's about it. Uh, my name is Willis. I've been joined by Nate and Sam. And we'll see you in the next episode. Have a happy nerd day. Bye. Is this the time where I tell you guys that I don't think my recording was working?